Welcome to the Faith and Mental Health Podcast, where two worlds collide. I am your host, DeAndrea Bolden. Join myself and others as we have relevant, engaging conversation on a variety of topics that are related to faith and mental health. So be sure to tune in weekly and also to subscribe. Did you know that you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast platforms such as Apple, Google, and even Stitcher? You can even catch this podcast on my YouTube channel. As a listener, please know that we want to hear from you and we hope that you will reach out with feedback, suggestions, and even ideas for guests and topics that you would like for us to include. Oh, do you mind helping me out by simply sharing this podcast with others? Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. God bless. Hello, 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 and thank you to those that are tuning in to today's episode. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself in a moment, but today our topic is going to be really, really good. We are going to be talking about uh, really, how do I put it, his stance on why he was once against Christians going to counseling, but why he had a total, he had a total mind change. And now he is a proponent of Christians going to counseling. This is a big deal because we know that counseling is still considered controversial in a lot of different uh, um, church settings. And so I want to—I'm going to let him introduce himself. And so, if you could please take a moment and let our listeners know a little bit about you. Well, blessings to everyone. Uh, my name is Lionel Blair Senior. Um, uh, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a preacher. I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I, I, I do all of that, um, uh, but uh, I consider myself really to be a friend of God and a lover of Jesus. Um, my wife and I, we lead um, a local ministry here called Imperial Nation Embassy. Okay. Uh, we just, this, it's, a, it's another ministry we just launched, uh, but we're also um, a head of a network uh, called Imperial Leadership Network. Okay. And uh, we are we are we are working on that. We're building that. We have um, leaders that have aligned with us, and we're building with them as well. And um, uh, we also um, over a ministry called Imperial Kingdom Apostolic Movement. That is more of the training side of our ministry because that's okay. that is a deep passion of ours is to teach, train, equip. Uh, we travel. We help leaders. Um, we 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 do a lot of stuff with leadership and things like that. You know, it's just, I, I would say the identity really of who I am and who we are is that we teach, we train, we equip uh, more than anything, more than anything. There's a lot of other things that we do, but we teach, we train, and we equip more than anything. It is a pleasure to be here with you as well. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you on here. Yes. And um, I'm just glad we can have this conversation because I like to hear, have conversations like this from leaders. Um, it's different when it comes from a leader and, um, I really respect you. I respect what you do. I respect who you are. I know we've been kind of connected on social media for probably a few years, but I will say that I'm glad that you are willing to discuss this publicly because I was pretty much tarred and feathered, uh, by a lot of people in ministry because I was a proponent of, um, 
people getting, you know, professional counseling. And so I want to drop right into the topic. And so let's talk about where you were mentally before where you were like, I'm just totally against Christians getting any type of counseling. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I started off in deliverance ministry. Okay. Um, I started off, I mean, I didn't see them, I didn't see them all do it all. I didn't see them levitate, roll on the floor. I didn't see them almost transfigure and all kinds of crazy, weird stuff you see in the movies. And um, I see them foam at the mouth, three voices come out of them. So I'm thinking like, okay, anybody dealing with any kind of mental stuff, you know, to me is a demon, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it just need to be cast out. You know, you, you, you read in the Bible, you see the man in the tombs cutting himself, you know, to me, that's like he crazy. So all you got to do is, you know, just cast the devil out and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, that's what Jesus did and that's what we supposed to do. So, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been in deliverance ministry for over a decade now. And, uh, you know, I still do deliverance ministry. But when I begin to uh, lead people, you know, I, I begin to recognize that, you know, even after the deliverance, people kept coming for deliverance. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, okay, uh, we didn't cast the same devil out you. We ain't finna keep <laughs> casting the same devil out you. You know, and you know, I was kind of rough around the edges back then too. So I'm pretty sure some people was wounded by me. So if you was wounded by me back then, I'm sorry. You know, um, um, you know, it was just a lot of what I was taught and a lot of what I was exposed to, a lot of what I was raised up in. That's what I did. And uh, so, so you know, I was a big proponent on deliverance. They don't need no counseling. They just need deliverance. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but that approach i believe may have even caused me to lose some people you know back then you know because you know after the deliverance then what and then sometimes you know um i've come to discover through just growth and things like that when you get people to come out of agreement with certain things mm -hmm. you know just through you talking to them and getting to the root of their issues mm -hmm. you know certain things don't have a you know, place to stay anyway, mm -hmm. you know, you, you become, you know, changed and transformed because, you know, the word also delivers people. I remember the Bible says that I sent forth my word mm -hmm. and I healed them, but see the, 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 he said, I sent forth my word. It, it don't necessarily mean you got to slam people with the Bible. You just need the right word. Mm -hmm. And that word can be inspired from God to speak into a person's situation mm -hmm. and speak to a person's heart and cause some things to come to light so it can be dealt with. So I want to yeah. I want to interject really quick. Yes. You said something I think that was very key and I think it's going to help somebody. It sounds like for you, the shift came when you went, when you begin to, like you said, lead the people. Yes. you have to really manage them. And yes. I think this is going to help some people that may be far off into like deliverance ministry. See, it's easy to just, you know, go ahead, cast the devil out, you know, wipe your hands off and give, give yourself a pat on the back. But when you have to continue to deal with these people, then you realize, okay, wait a minute, there's something else that's going on. There, yes. There's a piece that's missing. There's, there's more uh, uh, to this, you know, beyond the altar. After yeah. that, after that, you get that ministry after, you know, because I, like I tell people all the time, I said, deliverance is the supernatural power of God. This is supernatural power to deal with and, and overtake those demonic forces. But then counseling comes in 
to put those pieces back together. Yes. Now we see the mess, you know, or you know that that is left after this. Okay, the house is cleaned out. Now, now we got to actually deal with the house itself. Right. It would be like if you had a like a hoarder's house. It's like okay, we got all the junk out. Okay, now we we need a new roof. We need a new bathroom. You can see what you're really dealing with. Yeah. And so I think that's where. Uh, we have to become more aware and realize that, yes, deliverance is powerful. I am a proponent of, 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 of deliverance, but I think we also have to have that balance. But I want to go back to you, and I want you yes. to um, just begin to uh, walk me through, even as you uh, you said that when you begin to lead people, you realize, okay, you know what? Yes. And I've told people this, and people have gotten mad at me. I've had people reach out to me, and it was like, um, do you know anybody that, uh, that does deliverance and people will reach out to my ministry and ask about deliverance and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, this person has went through deliverance 10 times and I got to send them to the right person. I'm like, I got the right counselor for them. Right. And then they don't reply anymore because right. I find a lot of times that we don't like practical, but I, I, I don't want to get over to that yet. I want you to go back to, um, when you really begin to, uh, see the need and recognize that, you know what? my mindset about this has to change. Let's, let's go back to that. Yeah. Um, well, any leader that's worth their salt, as I say, would really love the people that they lead. True. And, and it began to bother me that I begin to see people repeat cycles over and over and over again. You know, they begin to really bother me, you know, and I'm one of them kind of leaders. A lot of people don't notice about it. I want them leaders that really hard on me. Like if, you know, some, if, if the people I lead, something going on with them, first person I examine is me, you know, cause I want to make sure that I'm doing right. Right. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I just begin to examine, you know, myself and, you know, it, it became a slow journey because I'm stubborn. You know, I can be stubborn in some areas. So, because I believe what I believe, you right. know, and, um, you know, but one thing about me is that I can't hear from God. So, so eventually God got, got to me and he was like, listen, you have to employ a different method. You have to learn how to relate to people, you know, uh, because a lot of deliverance ministries, a lot of deliverance ministers, they're really hard. You know, they're hard on people. I'm not talking about hard on certain subjects. About, yeah. They're hard on people. Yeah. And, you know, I was one of those leaders that was really hard on people, but I was hard on people because I was hard on me. You know, um, but that's a whole nother conversation. Right, right. Um, but, but, you know, I just begin to realize, like, you know, these people need a, a place for, of safety. Yeah. They need a place to, you know, be transparent without being unrighteously judged. Yes. You know, because some people, if they feel safe with you, they'll start talking to you anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, that's when discernment and all that can kick in and you can help them to really, you know, put their pieces together. So, you know, I, uh, my wife and I, you know, we just begin to, you know, and, and I always say she's the better counselor <laughs> than I am. But, you know, we begin to really take time with the people that we lead. You know, we start setting up accountability meetings, you know, uh, with each one individually. And we started really getting to the root of the issues. And that's when we begin to see growth. We didn't, we, we didn't have to do deliverance all the time. They didn't start foaming at the mouth and moving on the floor like snakes no more. Mm -hmm. You know, because we got them to agree with God on their issues. Mm -hmm. And we got to the root of their issues. We began to, you know, I mean, I'm talking about people, you know, we, we couldn't get through to for years. 
you know, begin to, those, those walls begin to come down just through basic communication and laboring in love just through counseling with them, mm. you know. Um, uh, um, you know, even though I believe in a deliverance, everything is not a demon. That's right. Everything is not a demon. Mm -hmm. Some people, some people, they just have dysfunctional habits. Some yes. people wasn't raised right as children, right. you know, that so, so, so everything is not a, 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 a disembodied spirit controlling and maneuvering a person. You know, it's just that either there's not growth in that area, there's not enlightenment in that area, you know, and these people need a, a, a place where they can, you know, be accepted and, and loved and they can learn, you know, they, they can learn. And if there be any problems, we ain't going to just address the problem, we're going to get to the root of it. Why do you do what you do? Why is that, you know, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm big on the why, you know, but see, you got to have mercy for that. You know, okay, you're fornicated. Let's get to why you fornicated. Yeah. You know, it started when you was raped as a child. Okay, let's go back there. Let's deal with that trauma. Let's deal with the fact. Uh -oh. Okay. Are, are you there? I think it's breaking up. We are frozen. Okay. 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 No, you can go ahead and pick back up. Listen, we're going to keep it. For those yeah. that are tuning in, I'm still live with Lionel Blair Sr. And we're talking about um, as he is a, a, a strong uh, um, preacher and leader. And we're talking about how he went from being at a place where he didn't believe in Christians getting counseling to where he had a change of mind. And he's like, no, Christians really do need counseling. And yes. so we're talking about that. And so um, we're going to jump right back in. And so, but I, I want to go ahead and segue because I see I'm, I'm, I'm checking my clock. And so, but I want to, because um, I'm hearing what you were saying and you were, what you were saying is basically you, you recognize that you had to begin to, to deal with these people. I think sometimes the spiritual side allows us to see their lives be touched, but then right. the, the practical side allows us to really touch their lives and really get down to the issues and really see what's going on. And so I, I definitely think that it is um, imperative that we learn that um, these are people and we right. cannot just uh, expect them to grow up to be spiritual giants and just ignore things. Like you said, being right. ill-equipped for adulthood a very traumatic childhood, yes. um, you know, being abandoned, uh, you know, by their parents or never knowing their parents. I've seen that, you know, take people out, you know, wanting to know who their parents are, um, you know, any type of abuse, all these, you know, a, a lot of different things that can go on and that can go wrong. And I think it's important that we, that, that we recognize in the body of Christ that people want their voice to be heard. And I think when we realize that, it would help us recognize more and more the yeah. importance of counseling because a lot of people have been carrying stuff for decades and they've told no one and they simply want a safe place for their voice to be heard. And so that's why I'm always a proponent of people going to get the professional counseling and getting that help or yes. getting whatever you need. Um, so that you can, so that you can be your best, because I know like as leaders, I always tell leaders, I've seen where a lot of leaders didn't want their, 
members want this is one of the reasons why some pastors didn't want they leave their members going to uh counselors they almost felt like the counselor was competing with them for their members and and a lot of people didn't recognize like it's okay to realize that you can send these people to someone else matter of fact that's taking more off your plate <laughs> Yeah. That's taking more off your plate so yeah. that you can focus on discipling them. You can finish yeah. focus on focusing on equipping them for what God has called them to do. And so I think it's very important that pastors recognize that there are a lot of uh, Christian counselors out there that would help and come and help and, and walk alongside these people to make their job easier. So I want to talk about, I, I want to go back and I want to talk about um, when you begin to have that, that change of mindset and when you begin to recognize that it's okay for Christians to get counseling. How did that really change your approach to pastoring? How did that change your approach to leading mm. people? Honestly, I, I, I don't think you can effectively pastor without it. I don't think you can effectively pastor without being equipped in it in some kind of way. Mm. You know, you may not go to school and get the degree yeah, and all of that, but I believe every pastor, every person who's leading any kind of group of people, you're pastoring anybody, mm -hmm. you need to have some kind of competence and skills in counseling people. Mm -hmm. um, because, because, I mean, honestly, I mean, really, I if I can be honest with you, I think that um, counseling makes up the a major part of what pastoring is. Mm -hmm really because uh preaching on sunday morning that that that's that 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 ain't that's a small portion of ministry yeah is when you get in these people's lives and you labor with them okay you start getting in these people's closets and seeing all their skeletons you know and still loving them and helping them to face it like hey i'm gonna face this with you we we in it together you know and yeah. we're gonna overcome this you know, um, I, I think that, you know, uh, that is a labor of love. And that's, that's, that's where, you know, it came down to it for me, you know, uh, because, because I love the people that I lead, am I willing to become what they need to get what to, to give them what they need? Because I'm responsible before God, you know, for these people. You know, yes, we lead them to God. Yes, we lead them to Jesus. We love to say, well, point them to Jesus. Well, some some people, they so, they so burdened in their souls, they feel like they can't even get to Jesus. Some of them feel like they're not worthy. Yeah. So, so, so the next thing to Jesus is you, the representative of Christ. Mm -hmm. So once you clear all that junk out of their soul, then it's just like, okay, now like you, 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 you don't have nothing to hinder your connection to God. That's good. That's good. So that's, that's, that's how it really happened. You know, um, that's how it really happened for me. And, you know, like I said, I still cast out devils, but you know, after you cast out the devil, then what do you do? And then for some people, you know, yeah, they may have a demon. They might, you know, have a demon, but if you get their mindsets to come out of agreement with the demon, then the demon can't stand. Right. You know, I, I, I've seen people be changed just through a few sessions, you know, I've seen young people in our ministry just sitting down, you know, in our office and counseling with them. We've seen a miraculous change when he was given the parents problems. You know, now we now now we're seeing just through them 
you know, just through us talking with them and letting them, you know, air out their space and, you know, just letting them, you know, just talk and be themselves and, and, and you know, us helping them to sort through, you know, their issues, issues with your parents, issues of things in your childhood, all this other stuff. And we've seen major change even in, even in the young people and the teenagers in our ministry. That's good. That's really good. I think, um, I think that was really good. You, you really said a lot and, I'm really hopeful that a lot of other uh, pastors and leaders will begin to see and recognize the importance of counseling and what it can really do for people's lives to help them become whole. We have yes. to remember that we are a spirit and a body that possesses a soul. And yes. so every part of us needs to be healthy, our body, our yes. soul, and our spirit. And a lot of times counseling can help us so that we can deal with uh, things that are, uh, you know, uh, kind of lingering and, and bringing us down in our soul and then you know we got to deal with our, our spirit man as well and so um I want to shift gears you know um what do you think about leaders going to counseling this is the big one because yes. I've had leaders reach out to me and say that they know they need counseling but they're not going to go because they don't want anybody to see them or they're ashamed or because of their title or you know this and this and that and I, for one, always tell people, you cannot do anything at your best if you're not your best. And so I am a proponent of not chasing platform and not trying to be the, the next big voice or next big thing when you know that you're in shambles. And I just want you as a leader to tell me what your thoughts are when it comes to leaders, you know, going to get help and going to get counseling. Well, I definitely believe that uh, leaders do need it. A lot of them do. Um, and a lot of the scandals that we see, you know, coming out in the body is a result of people not allowing, you know, someone to really sit down with them and unpack their issues. Okay. So therefore it shows, but you know, on, on the flip side of that too, there's not a, a lot of leaders don't feel safe. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's about the title and the image and all of that, but a lot of times, a lot of leaders don't feel safe mm -hmm. you know there was times where you know I've tried to go to people in the past and you know I had to uh, you know try, try to unpack some of my stuff that was going on and just for them to to blab it on mad day you know so we go we as leaders we go through a lot of that so it is it is it's it's not that sometimes we try to uphold an image some do some are full of pride you know, um, but, you know, there, there, there are some who uh, genuinely uh, want the help, you know, but they don't want to feel condemned. They don't want to feel judged and they don't want you to try to disqualify them because they got the little issue. Yeah. You know, I, for one, I, now I have a lot of leaders come to me, apostles, prophets, people, bishops, you know, they come to me. And they just air out all their stuff, you know, because they said, I feel safe with you, you know, and, 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 and I mean, the things that some of these leaders deal with, I'm like, oh my God, like nobody has dealt with that in you 40, 50, 60 years old, you see, and you still dealing with things that happened in your childhood is, is really heartbreaking. Some of the stories that I've heard. And I, I think that, you know, leaders just need to feel safe. You know, and that's why, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel safe with uh, your covering, which honestly, if you don't feel safe with your covering, you, they shouldn't be your covering, number one. <laughs> okay. 
but you know, or you know, if you don't feel safe with your covering, then you need to go to somebody, go to another man or woman of God, or go to a counselor, you know, go to somebody that's skilled that you can talk to and just air out your stuff and you know, so so yeah, but but you know, when mad day come. People switch up on you. They tell all your business, which, you know, I don't advise nobody to do that because you can't get sued. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely have to be be careful. Yeah. And that that's one of the reasons where I'm like, you know, unless you really um, know the person that's giving you pastoral counseling, because elders, any ordained elder by law is allowed to counsel on spiritual yes. matters. Yes, but if, if, if somebody's listening and they say they're a leader and they're like, hey, I don't have anybody say, I would then suggest going to a professional mental health yeah. counselor because if they say anything, you can sue them and cause them to lose their license. And right. so that is one of the issues I know a lot of leaders have had. They got burned. They yeah. trust someone. They, they trust someone and that person took their issue and, you know, they start making subliminal Facebook posts or they preached yeah. about them or, you know, well, I've been all preached that, about yeah, all, that, all that petty, immature stuff. And that that stuff like there shows you that a lot of these people really need more counseling than they need to do counseling. They right. need to go more than they give. Right. If you have a heart to where you're going to try to destroy somebody with their weakest uh, moments, with their weakest and their darkest secret. I'm the kind of person like this. If we become enemies, I'm still not going to try to destroy you. I don't understand that mindset in a church. I'm not even going to go there right now. I don't even, we don't even need to have that conversation because that's a conversation in itself. That's too much to unpack. I think we have to learn just in general to love each other, to show love and compassion and realize the Bible really does say that love calls the covers a multitude of sin. Yes. And so I shouldn't be taking your, your, uh, your private information and, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm going to put it out there. You know, that that's wicked. That That's a wicked heart. But I want you to go ahead. This has been really good. And so for those that have been listening, I've been talking to Lionel Blair Sr. He's a pastor, a father, a husband, an apostle. He's a, a preacher and one that is a, a leader in the body of Christ. But we've been talking about really how he went from being against people getting counseling to saying, okay, you know what, let me drive you and drop you off at this therapy session because you need help. Yeah. But I want him to take a moment because we're running out of time. I want him to um, uh, close it out, give some last thoughts and let you guys know how you can connect with him. Like if you want to um, you know, reach out to him or whatever it is, feel free. And so he's going to give you all his contact information and, and things like that. All right. Well, I, 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 I want to say this, you know, in closing, get the help that you need. You know, sometimes we just got to put our pride aside and just take a chance. Yeah. You know, um, because it is even scientifically proven that a lot of people sick because they have all this junk in their soul. You know, they have all this junk in them. And that, that stuff produces sickness even in our own bodies. Uh, so, so you know, God wants you healthy in your spirit, soul, and your body. So get the help that you need. Um, to contact me, um, I'm on social media. I'm also, I'm all over social media. Okay, my Instagram at Apostle Blair. Okay, you can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook at KingBlair01. All right. Uh, also, um, uh, I have a book on Amazon. It's called The Science of Faith. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, um, you want your faith built up. You want to know how faith operates and, um, and, and the creative force and the creative power of faith, according to the Bible. Yeah. Okay. I would advise you to really get that book as well. 
All right. Uh, so, um, you know, these are the best ways to really contact me. I'm all over social media. All right. So um, uh, if, if, if you want to reach out to me for any reason at all, I'm here. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really hope that, uh, that you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I also pray that, you know, those that tune in will enjoy this as well. And so um, to those that are tuning in, please make sure that you log on to themergeconference.com. The Faith and Mental Health Summit is coming up April 23rd through 24th in, in 2021. So check it out. I have a great dynamic lineup of speakers ranging from medical professionals all the way to clergy. And so thank you for tuning in and God bless.